Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. My name is Craig Henson, and I am your host today. And I'm happy to be joined by Casey Callahan, Marathon Church Family Ministries Pastor. That's right. That's That's me. That's you. (laughs) That is me. That's you. Uh, Also joined by Cassidy Cox, who is our Powdersville Campus Kids Director. What's up, Cassidy? Hey, what's up? And Jared Owensby, Powdersville Campus Student Pastor. What's up? What's happening? So glad you guys are joining us today. So excited. We're going to talk some family ministries, kids and student ministry on the podcast today. And so just kind of the obvious question right out of the box for student and kids ministry these days is what's changed over the last couple of years? Wow. A lot. <laughs> Where do we start? Everything. I know. I feel like I need to have an outline. I'm like, well, 1A is that um, obviously with COVID and the pandemic and then, you know, there's just a lot of unrest happening uh, from political, economical, and every family is feeling that. Um when, when COVID first hit, I think we saw um, having to minister to kids and families that we didn't see with our eyes. And so we, we went digital, we did fam jams. Um, and at first they were received really well. But then I think that parents were overwhelmed with helping with virtual learning and trying to keep up with their own jobs that they either still had to physically go to or they were having to you know digitally do their jobs from home. And it it was a hard season to be a parent. It was hard to be in family ministry during the season, but it was a hard season for parents too. So we just tried to lean into that, help parents as much as we could, make um, ministry in the home as simple as we could. But I think uh, as we've opened back up, it was kind of slow for a little bit. It was like a little trickle of people coming back and building up our numbers again. But I think we've kind of hit a spot where uh, a lot of people are ready to get back into church in person. And so, you know, we had to switch from that digital mindset back into real life. I think in kids ministry, at least our biggest pain is um, the kids are showing up, but our volunteers right. <laughs> yeah. got That's lost sure. on the way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they haven't quite, all of them haven't made it back. And so... You know, this was a time where some people just completely stepped out of church and never, they haven't made it back yet. So we're experiencing growth every week with our babies and our preschoolers and elementary kids. And we just don't have the manpower sometimes to cover that. We have to get really creative with how we keep the kids safe and engaged and entertained. So just from an overview, um, and the same thing is happening in students. They're kind of starting to trickle back in. Yep. Um, we tried digital stuff with them. They would jump on social media, but not necessarily engaging a ton and like uh, messages posted online. So we we were just doing our best is what we were doing for <laughs> yeah. the past two years. Just as a broad overview, I don't know if Cassidy and Jared have anything to add to um, that. I agree. We were trying our best for sure. Um, it was crazy. I mean, I remember recording videos every week for the kids that I wasn't getting to see Mm -hmm. and just hoping that they were watching and that somebody was getting to see it and we were able to reach those kids in some way right it was a wild time and but she's right volunteers coming back that is definitely something that it's getting a lot better now Mm -hmm. like you can see that passion coming back for a lot of them and a lot of them getting really excited but you also see the ones that are just kind of like 
well, you know, I got used to being home and I kind of like being home. Right. And it's like, I understand sometimes because, you know, get tired and you want to just stay at home, you know, and you can watch online. But and so for a while it was like, oh, goodness, are we going to get anyone back and be Mm -hmm. able to minister to these kids how we want to? But, you know, they're coming back, Mm -hmm. you know, we're getting them back and we're getting new ones that are so excited. And so even though it was a rough two years (laughs) of. How in the world are we going to do this? It, we're really coming out on the other end, and it's exciting. Yeah. Well, and I think there, you know, when we had to go digital, there were some victories, and we actually talked, you know, briefly about this on our last episode. Is that we did do Kids Summer Jam online, yes. uh, if you know, an online VBS, if you will, right. Vacation Bible School. There were like four thousand views. Yeah, which it is was, insane. It went crazy. Yeah, it did. I was an internet sensation, guys. <laughs> Not surprisingly, I almost went viral. I was so close. I just barely missed it. Yeah, that was just. Um, we had always called it Kids Camp, and we'd been doing it oh, for like almost ten years, and it had a like a life of its own around here. Everyone knew about our Kids Camp. We would have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids come. Parents would you know work around vacation schedules to make sure their kids were here for it. And uh, so that summer of 2020, you know, when kids hadn't been in school and nothing had really been in person yet, we just didn't feel confident inviting hundreds of kids back in, also knowing that volunteers probably weren't ready to return. So we just started making stuff up and we're like, okay, we could do this summer jam online and uh, we would go live every night and we had worship and it was very interactive. I had sent, if you pre-registered, you could pick up a bag and then you, at home you could play the games with us. It had all the supplies in it. And it went really well considering everything that was going on. That that really was a win. And I think people enjoyed it, but I think it also gave them, they, they, they all of a sudden noticed how important it was that we do gather together too. Sure. I think people yeah. have a new appreciation for the church, I think, because when it was taken away, they missed it. So, you know, I'm hoping that God's stirring a little bit more in people because of that. Yes, I'll just say, like, I've been here a short time, but and I didn't get to see a lot of what summer jam and all that happened. But just hearing in- increments of it here and there with where they went to kids' houses, they sent the packets. Like, I've never heard or seen a kids' ministry do something like that in the middle of one of the most hectic years I've ever lived through. So I give y'all props for doing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, just I to actually have all that had forgotten for a second that we did show up at random kids' houses. Like, parents could I think uh, y'all nominate like their kids. or some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or? Jammed them. Yeah. So we jammed, jammed them because yeah. it was summer jam, and kids <laughs> could, like, on the down low without their, or parents without the kids knowing, could nominate their kid to get jammed. And so we would show up and surprise the kid. The parents, we were in on it with them and we videoed the whole thing and would show up at their house and jam them and that just meant we poured like jam on their heads nice, and um, nice. the kids were so surprised and then by the end of the week because we did five kids and on the last couple of nights kids are like looking out their window like oh is Casey about to show up am I about to get jammed oh no I just knew it was going to be me so I had honestly completely forgotten that I showed up at kids houses and threw jam at them but yeah whatever works yep I, I want to talk a little bit about the volunteer aspect that you guys have alluded to, but um, I, I think you guys deserve a shout out for your creativity. I, th- mm. I think in our family ministries, both kids and students, we, we've been extremely creative. I mean, that's that's just kind of our DNA, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of, you know, got put on blast, you know, over the last couple of years. And, and you guys have done a great job. Maybe talk a little bit about what has happened creatively. Oh, man. 
Yes, so Summer Jam um, was definitely a creative, and that was church-wide. Our our media team and production team, they were, actually, Craig and I were talking about it earlier this week. It was, he was pretty new on staff at that point. He got to come and watch the behind the scenes of it being filmed live and moving cameras and our production guys literally counting down the camera. It it was like you were at a true, like, taping of a for real legit show. It was, um, it was really good. I was just so proud. And, you know, getting together packets for all the kids and all that was a lot of work. And our admin team really helped out a ton putting all that together. So that was that was awesome. And then, like Cassidy said, in the beginning, when we did our fam jam, it was Cassidy with her cell phone. And I would send her the lesson and be like, hey, this is what we're doing or whatever. And then she would film it and send it back to me. And I became a video editor. (laughs) I have have zero training in that at all. Um, But we were all just I think it's how this church operates from the leadership down is you just do what it takes. Mm. And um, Brian and Eddie both, there's really, we'll do anything short of sin, like throwing jelly on people. Absolutely. If that gets kids excited about Jesus, like you editing videos, Cassidy, you know, cracking eggs with her cell phone and whatever <laughs> it is, we will do whatever it takes. And so we don't even sit down and think like, what's a creative thing we can do? We're just like, okay, this is a need what has God given us that we can make mm. happen? And so honestly, I feel like here the answer is never no. It's just like, okay, how? Like, all right, you want to do this? Okay, let's figure out how. And so the sky feels like the limit here. I mean, creativity is definitely encouraged. Yeah, we we definitely have a culture where we're allowed to fail. Absolutely. Which means we're allowed to try anything. And mm-hmm. yeah. Cassidy, you grew up here at Marathon. Yes. Like you grew up in this <laughs> yes. culture. Jared, you started as a volunteer. Now you've transi- transitioned into a vocational role. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do you guys get that sense that, that there's freedom to, you know, to make it happen here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, being at the table with the newest guy here from starting at just coming because my girlfriend went here and she came to my old church. And so I was like, well, I'm going to come to her youth and show – make it equal around here uh to the atmosphere that i saw as soon as i walked through the door and like casey said whatever we got to do to do it we're going to do it and whatever is going to get kids here we're going to try our best to do it and work our hardest at it like volunteers for me in the youth and student ministry small groups are so hard without volunteers and we have tried so many creative ways of doing that some are good some just fall flat on their face but the creativity and just like, hey, I think I'm about doing this. I can talk to you. I can talk to Eddie. I can talk mm-hmm. to anybody. Yeah, that sounds good. As long as it goes with our vision and mission of the church, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever's going to further the kingdom, whichever's going to have people living on purpose, love Jesus, love people, that's what we want to do no matter what it looks like. Throwing jam, sitting in a Bible study that we're starting up in a little coffee shop looking area, whatever it is that is going to get our mission and vision out to the community and spread the gospel, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I love that's about awesome. our staff. Like you said, start from the top mm-hmm. all the way down. So I, I love that about Marathon. Absolutely. I think growing up in it, it's like something I'm so used to. And it's like, if a church doesn't do it, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> Let not? me help you real quick. <laughs> Let's fix this. Um, that's awesome. Because especially, I mean, not being biased, but my dad and Eddie, like that's their life. Like mm-hmm. even before they started church and everything, like 
they were creative building reconstructing houses like doing all different kinds of stuff holding bible studies like it's something that they've been doing for i mean my whole life you Mm -hmm. know and for a really long time and for to there to be a staff that is with them that also feels the same way and has the same creative mindset and knows that they can like go all for it is just an awesome atmosphere to have and just something that's so great as a church for us to be able to do it i mean you can look around like especially in the room we're sitting in where there's old stuff from past sermons and everything and like series that we've done that it's like you would never think we would do something like that and then here we are doing something like that like Mm -hmm. we did at the movies for several years Mm -hmm. and I know we got that um from another church Mm -hmm. but it was something that we took that and then we made it our own and we made it our Mm -hmm. cool atmosphere and our thing to do and just we always take it and we run with it and it's just it's so much fun, you right. know, Absolutely. even if you're like, oh, my goodness, how in the world are we going to do this? <laughs> yeah. By the end of it, you're like, let's do it again. Right. <laughs> you're like, I don't care. I'm tired. Let's do it again. Absolutely. You know, it's it's unusual and we're blessed in this. It's unusual to have uh, two creatives leading a church. Yes. Like there's almost always a rule keeper, like yeah. in the mix of, of the senior leadership, you know, and uh, to have, you know, if you don't know, uh, Eddie and, and Brian Cox, uh, started this church 25 years ago y'all yes um, Praise God. And, and they're both creatives um and it gives us so much freedom to do ministry absolutely yeah it's almost like it, it's what's expected now you know yeah. i mean and we never hear anywhere not just in our department but i will brag on cassidy and jared when we're sitting at a table and I mean, we need a new uh, check-in desk, and Jared's the one that's over there, and, you know, he's staining it and building it. And no one's ever saying, well, I'm only kids, or I'm only Mm. students, or I work admin, or I'm just production. No one ever says that's not my job. I mean, we, I think if you ask the entire staff, what's your job description, basically it boils down to whatever needs to happen, and Mm, we all jump in, and, and it's such a... I mean, you hate to use the cliche. It is. It's a family. We want to see everybody succeed. We want to see everybody yeah. win, and it's fun. It's it just fun, fun to work together <laughs> and do stuff. And I think that's when we thrive the best is when we're working on a project. And you know, it's the clock's ticking, and we don't have a lot of money to work with. But man, we have fun together. And I think you can even see the creativity in our Greenville launch. Like mm. the yeah, two, for sure. two creatives that are together looking at what Marathon Church looks like from when they started to now 25 years later, the little things of being able to check in 30 minutes away here at our campus and just, and we have ideas and yeah, money may not always be there, but because we have two creatives and who truly believe and have faith in God, they're like, that sounds great. It's not going to happen right now, but we're having faith and we're going to figure out a way to get us to that and we'll find a way to mix it up. But, and then like Casey said, just if I need something, you might hop on it. She, the whoever mm-hmm. it is, we're working together for one goal, and that's to spread the gospel to make this place a place where unchurched people want to come. We want our mission and vision embedded in each of our staffs and our volunteers, and I think we couldn't ask for better leadership that lead us that way, and then a better group to work around to lead us to do that with our volunteers. Yeah. So you guys alluded to volunteers a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know. COVID's still going, but it's like, okay, it's come. It's time to come back in, meet in person. And I, I don't know if you guys felt like me, but I thought, hey, are the people going to come back? But I didn't really think about, are the volunteers going to yeah. come back? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, are people going to come in the building and participate in the gatherings? 
but I I didn't really think what yeah. will the volunteers come back and mm-hmm. I think we've seen that some have it um, but I see that just as an opportunity for others to step in absolutely, absolutely. yeah and I will just say um, in family ministry and especially in kids it's such a unique environment that relies so heavily on volunteers I mean the the church can run if we don't have a parking team. It's not gonna be our best Sunday. It's not gonna be what we want it to be, but it can run. And if if it's just Spencer on stage with his guitar, we can still have worship. Right. Yeah. But kids cannot happen without volunteers. And it's such a, I don't know, like we all week long, we craft and we edit and we write and we build and we create these environments and these lessons for kids. And then we hand it to a volunteer to deliver it. We're rarely the ones that get to deliver the message mm-hmm. to the kids. So we're literally pouring our heart out and then handing it to a volunteer to carry on. So it's a really unique thing in kids ministry is how how important that volunteer is. Because we truly cannot open our doors without them. I mean, we've had Sunday mornings um, where yeah. it's like, okay, we're two minutes from the doors opening and no volunteers are in the room yet. How are we going to do this? Maybe even this past Sunday? Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, yeah, I wasn't even going to mention dates, but this past Sunday, yes. This past Sunday, yeah. And I mean, I love all of my volunteers and the time they take out to actually come in and do it when this isn't their job. You know, it yeah. is our job and it's not theirs and they take the time out to come do it. And I'm so grateful for every single one that walks in on Sunday morning and is there hmm. and is there to minister to those but kids. You're more grateful when they're early and am, or on time. I am. <laughs> which, which most of them are so great at that. And yes. usually when they're not on time, they have a really great excuse right. for why they're not. And but so, it doesn't but it, change the heart attack that you're having no, that morning watching yeah. the time go and like security's waiting to open up the doors and you're like, ah, I don't know what to do. Yeah, this know. this Sunday when I was doing pre-service, it was like, hey, um, I've got to go do this. So when this person gets here, you can open, open the, the doors. Door. <laughs> okay, bye. So it was interesting. But I mean, we always make it work and we find a way. I mean, especially at the beginning when we couldn't open back up like i mean you have to have a certain number kids doesn't happen but i feel like we've gotten to a place where we do have that and we have life track and so Mm -hmm. we have those people that are on fire yeah my goodness life track is my favorite thing i love to see those new people that are excited and that come in and are like i'll do whatever you need me to do i'm like you're my favorite person (laughs) (laughs) nice to meet you you're my best friend yes (laughs) just add a little perspective though like we had like 38 family ministry volunteers on Sunday, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. And I'm sitting here saying it's not enough, but... <laughs> no, it never is. It never is. Because, I mean, our, our kids keep growing and they do such an amazing job, which is exactly what you want. You want it to be an environment that kids want to invite their friends to come with them and that kids don't want to miss. And so we're growing and they're having an amazing time, but we need more people to, to keep it growing. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will definitely speak to that and to the middle and freedom youth that if i don't have somebody to show up i have to then take that position so you're talking about how mm-hmm. y'all work together to hand somebody a, yeah. a volunteer mm-hmm. what you've worked on if we don't have volunteers i have to do that and try to pick up that and do this absolutely uh, and have the blessing of this week brennan henson who's our greenville worship pastor speaking in freedom youth just another mm-hmm. instance of saying hey I-, I need a break from this i believe in you and we have the same goal in mind yeah. Here's this, and to gladly say, yeah, absolutely, bro. Let's mm-hmm. let's do this. But the volunteers are so crucial, and so when we have those people, like I'll do anything for you. I have one that works for me in the middle, and he's like, 
hey, if you if you get sick one Sunday night or Saturday night and you're supposed to speak on Sunday, send me a verse. I'll figure something out for you. Like, I'm here for you. I want the best for this ministry. I want the best for these students. And that's, that's, that's the volunteers that's like we put on a podium like, hey, guys, this mm-hmm. is it. But we know there are people who don't have that outgoing personality like that person may be. So whether it's running a check-in and you say, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Type it in, give them a sticker, and that's all you do. We have to have that. We, we have, have to, to have, have from the check-in to the door greeter across the whole church, whatever it is, mm-hmm. volunteers are crucial to ministry, especially in family ministries. Absolutely. So uh, you alluded to the vision a moment ago, a moment ago Jared. Our, our church's vision is uh, to create a church that unchurched people love to attend. And I want you guys to talk a little bit about how family ministries, kids ministry, uh, how it contributes to and really sustains that vision. Yeah, this has been, I think even before the church put it in words, um, exactly like that is our mission. That's been how we have operated in Kids Church. Um, We are competing for the attention of kids and families, and, and that means we're competing against Disney and Nickelodeon and Netflix and YouTube. They literally have everything at their fingertips, and it's all well done, and it's it's great and it's hard to compete with. So we need to make sure that what we're offering is great quality that they're not going to look at and say that's cheesy as soon as they see it. And so um, I know that to engage a kid, not just not just entertain and a passing by like, oh, OK, yeah. but actually engage a kid. It's going to take fun. Like mm. you, that is the language of every child is fun. Now, what they think is fun is what we are constantly trying to make sure we know but we're going to make sure that fun is happening somewhere because that's the moment when you engage with a kid and keep them engaged. So we have strived for a long, long time to make all of our family ministry environments and, and programming to be something that's competitive for them to be entertained with so that no matter who they bring into church, they're going to say, oh, so this is like sit in the basement and have watered down Kool-Aid and stale cookies <laughs> and, you know, just work on a worksheet. That's why we don't refer to anything as school. It's not Sunday school or vacation yeah. Bible mm-hmm. school because kids don't like school. Even kids that are good at it, that's not a, yeah. a reward. Like, hey, you've been so good. You want to go to more school? <laughs> like, what? No, right? <laughs> I don't want to go to more school. Yeah. So we work really hard on our language and how we say things. We, we don't have teachers in the classroom because that says uh, – oh, you're in control in the classroom and I just have to sit and listen to you. We have leaders that are with them, that engage with them and that it's going to be a lot more back and forth. And so we just are, everything that we do from the moment they walk in, we try to make sure that we're matching what they're hearing outside the doors and that we're not making it unfun. That's just, that's our heart has always been. I think a big thing is that if the child's happy, the parent's happy. Mm, And so if you want to keep that parent and you want to reach that parent, then that kid needs to be happy. And so I think for family ministries, it really is like it's almost our job to make sure they stay half the time Mm -hmm. because that kid needs to be happy and enjoy their time or they will go to the next church. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you find your church and you do what's best for you. We're always for that because we want you to reach God in the way that you see fit. 
But at the same time, it's like if they just keep church hopping, you know, yeah. where are they going to find their family and where is that kid going to feel loved and feel safe and where are the parents going to feel loved and be able to get the connections that they need. And so mm-hmm. for us finding, you know, what's fun for them. I mean, a kid will tell you in 10 seconds how lame it is. <laughs> they really will. Kids yeah. have no filter and they will tell you. I mean, I can go up to like Georgia and be like, how's my outfit? Because I know she'll tell she'll me tell the truth. hands <laughs> down whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Honestly. And, is definitely some, something that flows free back there. They yes. let you know. But I think that's a really key thing for us and to be able to reach that community because especially if you have unchurched kids coming in, mm-hmm. the first thing you want to do is grab their attention because mm-hmm. the last thing they're thinking about is what Jesus is doing for right. them. Right. And so figuring out that way to connect to them and show them that we do love them for them, you know, mm-hmm. and showing them that they're not an outcast and that we love them and we want them to be here. I mm-hmm. think that's a big thing when it comes to mm-hmm. family ministries for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll say, Craig and I, you've lived through it. I'm living through it, getting kids ready to go to church. Yeah. And, and we've done it from the staff side of like, not only do you have to be there, you have to be there early. And by golly, you better be on your best behavior because <laughs> yeah, right. you're going to make me look bad right. <laughs> if you're not. And so... I mean, I my heart goes out. I see parents and I see the look on their face when they're trying to get their kid into church. And if we don't make it something that it's worth getting up in the struggle hmm. to get there for, yeah. then if we don't if we don't make it a place where they want to be and that it, it's really worth fighting for that time, then they're going to just stay home. And I don't blame them, you know, if they don't come in and, and find that, man, I'm missed if I'm not here. I, they're going to wonder where I'm at if I don't show up. And so that's what we do. I mean, if we have a kid that hasn't been here, we're going to send out a postcard. We're going to check in because I know that it's a fight to get to church on Sunday morning. I get it. It's, it is definitely a fight in every household. It's, it's hard to do. Saturday nights are like, I'm getting ready for battle. Like everybody get your clothes out. <laughs> Let's talk about it. You know, bats are done, like everything ready, because I know that I'm going to have a war on Sunday morning. And that's what so many of our families have before they come in. So we try to be sensitive to that and and make it easy for them. Yeah, we talk a lot about the first 10 minutes. Uh, A person, a family, they're going to decide the first 10 minutes that they're on the property, if they're going to come to the service again. Mm -hmm. And so what happens in the parking lot at the front door all matters. But for a family, Mm -hmm. what happens from kids check in and and then forward matters as well they're making decisions making judgments of us and then oh, making yeah. decisions about whether they'll return absolutely they want their parents eyes are checking everything out for safety they want to make sure that their kids yeah. are safe the kids are looking to see if it's fun if it's engaging for them and then a lot of parents just want to make sure and, and i want to let parents know if they don't know what we're doing back there it's not babysitting in any way all the way down to our even our babies, we are making sure that when they leave, they know that there's a God that made them and a God that loves them. And Jesus is going to be their friend forever. And when we're changing diapers, we're saying verses over them and praying for them. And there's, it it is the sweetest thing because there are real encounters with Jesus that are happening on that hallway. It's not just babysitting. And we definitely see those encounters and you see it 
when you see a parent come back and they mm-hmm. say, you won't believe what my kid said this week. Yeah. We have one situation where um, a student, or a, I think she was like three or four at the time, and her teacher had had a miscarriage, mm-hmm. and she had no idea. And she went up and she said that God was in control mm-hmm. and that he loves you. And the teacher just broke down crying. Mm-hmm. And just a little four-year-old. Mm-hmm. She didn't even, she was just saying yeah. it because it was something so she good. learned on right. Sunday. But it impacted that teacher so much mm-hmm. and really helped her. And that's something that happened a few years ago, but has always stuck with me and just shows that even in the little kids, like God is using them and mm-hmm. make, and it's making a difference. And it's just so awesome to see that. Absolutely, That's so good. So our mission is to create communities that love Jesus, love people and live on purpose. And, and that's what I see happening, you know, in our kids and in freedom youth too. Yet going jumping back real quick to the the vision, and I wish like our kids just like the the older they get, it's not just cool anymore. It's got to be cool. This this this, and they have tears. We even last year we were talking. I was planning with Chase uh, the fall focus, and I was like, let's do woke. Like that's a word. Posted on the story, I'm like. Is woke still a thing? They're like, no. And it was like two weeks after the first time I've heard it. I'm like, it's a co- with students, it's yeah. a constantly changing oh, yeah. thing. like 24-hour window. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't cool. catch it at the right time, it's just over with. Then you uh-huh. just look like a dummy saying something. Yeah. Uh, but with with not just kids, like we have a lot of people who come here who their kids are sixth grade or above. And if that kid doesn't want to come to church, then you discourage the parent because they're wanting their kid to come to church to mm-hmm. learn about God, to grow in their relationship with him. And when they're like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it, you're just, you just have brought down the parents' uh, enthusiasm of the church yeah. down. And then they're like, well, maybe we should check somewhere else. Like, Where, where's my kid happy at? And trying to figure that out in students is so hard mm-hmm. because, again, it changes every week. It could be this this week, this this week, and how that goes through speaking, uh, our games, our music, everything we have to evaluate what's going on now. And to look at the the mission in our and how our curriculum that we use uh, with Orange mm-hmm. does amazing, and how laying it out simple. Like I, I've spoke a couple times before, even being in this position. But this series we're in now, as I'm just reading through, I'm like, this is so simple. Like th- mm-hmm. the way they lay it out helps the speaker, no matter the me as a student pastor, a volunteer who just wants to speak or whatever, can grasp this. Look at the information and say, okay, I can do this. I can make people feel loved and show how to love, love Jesus, how to love people, and then how to go in their community. Talking about the Bible study, we're starting coming in March 2nd, a uh, little plug here, um, yeah. for our, both our Powderville location and our Greenville, is all about learning what the gospel is, making sure the foundation of our students' beliefs is based on the gospel. How do we tell people about the gospel? How do we invite people and this whole strategy by Greg Laurie and his study, Tell Someone, and we can speak to a student four days a week. This crazy amounts. They're not going to listen to me that, that much. But speaking to someone once a week, that's great. But if I'm not teaching them and building them up to go out to our community, then we've lost the, the vision of the mission. And I think that this, this Bible study is going to be that switch for our youth because it is going to be challenging for our Powdersville uh, freedom because they will have to travel to our Greenville campus, and so, but that that to me encourages me because it makes me see who's really bought in to the gospel, who's really bought into our vision and our mission here at Marathon 
to say, you know what, I'm going to drive the extra 25, 30 minutes to go learn about my Jesus and the gospel and then how I can share it to people and how I can bring people to my church and show them how amazing Freedom Youth and Marathon Church are. So super, super excited about this Bible study because this, I, I could just say that this is our mission right here. If anything else in these kids, like I want them to love Jesus, but I want them to love Jesus enough to go tell their friends about mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I think that's a great, a great point. And, and what I see happening here at Marathon right now is, is I see families inviting and, and bringing other families mm-hmm. because of what's happening in kids. It's happening in Freedom Youth as well. And I think that our communications director, Kelly Zook, does such a great job of communicating to our community about what's going on mm-hmm. here. But ultimately, that's how the church grows. The church grows because of contagious people. Right. And and our people catch it because of their experience, and specifically the experience that their kids are having when they're here. And uh, you, guys, you guys are doing a great job with it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we just got a couple minutes left. Any final thoughts about Marathon Kids, uh, Freedom Youth, what's going on? Um. Need volunteers, so if anybody's listening, and not volunteers somewhere. Volunteers, volunteers. Uh, but no, because I have a lot of volunteers who volunteer someone else, and so I'm thankful that they are doing that. And we, we all talk in family, and with any other volunteer position, uh, like with the middle, we serve it in both services. And I want I don't want to burn somebody out. I've been burned out. I know people have been burned out. And it doesn't help the church nor the community uh, with that. So... We love our volunteers, but to get past the volunteers, the students, it, for me, and this this vision and this mission of this church, and like you said, going back to the creativity we talked about at the very beginning, that we have this mission and vision, and we're going to get it done no matter how much and how hard it may be, because we know a God who's in control. The battle is yeah. won. The end is done, and we have victory over whatever comes our way, and so we are doing whatever we can do to get those kids and those students uh, to know Jesus, to love Jesus, to love people, and to go tell people about it. So that's that's the goal here, and I think we do such a good job at that. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Ladies? You got anything, Cass? <laughs> Not right now. You go ahead and go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just say, like, I, I don't want to, like, over-spiritualize things too much, but, like, you know, we'll talk about the next generation, but it's really the now generation. And yeah. we've got to capture these kids because if we don't, the the world is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we serve an amazing God and he doesn't have a smaller version of himself that he offers to kids. It's the same amazing God and his same amazing power. And uh, one thing I heavily believe in is getting kids involved in in the ministry early on. We have kids that serve. I have elementary students that serve and lead worship for preschoolers, and we have middle schoolers that lead worship for elementary. And I just think that if we're waiting because we don't think kids are ready for it yet, if if any parents out there are discounting, you know, oh, you know, they're just in first grade or, oh, they're in preschool, um, I can promise you that that they're not too little, that God created them and he loves them and uh, getting them plugged in is the greatest way to see his effect on their lives. And the earlier, the better. 
Yeah, I mean, we had a nine-year-old running a camera yeah, we did. in our worship <laughs> yes. service on Sunday. It's yeah, so good. I you mean, can be a proud grandpa on that. Go ahead. Yeah. That, was your, that was your grandson. <laughs> we, we didn't need to call Gray out. But it's, what's up, Gray? Gray's enjoying it. It's all right. He, he is. And uh, Gray also serves as a preschool worship leader right, from yeah. time to time. And um, I see so much growth in kids when they get to lead. Um, and I'm the same way. If I'm trying to learn something, sometimes the best way for me to learn it is to teach it. And so I feel like it's a great way for the kids to put some of their faith in action and, mm. and see things happen. So, you know, we are a community of believers. And if you're not in it, you're missing out. So mm. get your kids here. Yeah, for sure. I think even on what Casey was saying is like even the middle schoolers, and it's something where it's like they pop that attitude and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let a middle schooler have it. But when you see them thrive and you yeah. see that light bulb, go off and all of a sudden they are excited and they're like oh my goodness can I do this both services mm-hmm. I'm like yes you can <laughs> go for so it and every just, week if you want to <laughs> yeah for them to finally you know find that and mm-hmm. when they really haven't had anything and kind of not knowing what they wanted to do mm-hmm. is always such a great thing even when the little ones get in that preschool environment mm-hmm. and you see that same light bulb go off it's just it's such a great opportunity for them and yeah. to see them showing the love of God at such a young age is just incredible. It really is. It is. Hey, y'all, thanks so much for your time today. I really enjoyed this. Thank you for having us. <laughs> hey, anytime. And thanks to all of you that are listening. Uh, check us out, marathonchurch.org. You can send your questions to info at marathonchurch.org. And please go get our app, the Marathon Church app. You can find it uh, at Google Play, the Apple Store. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.